You're listening to This Girl Can Talk with me, Harriet. Thank you to downloading, listening to the episodes so far. I'm enjoying putting them together and every guest is bringing something different. And I realise something that I enjoy is interviewing. Because I think, well, you can always learn something from somebody and by listening in and what they've got to offer. And you can just grow a little bit more as a person. And if there's some funny uh, anecdotes on the way, even better. This podcast is organically growing in its downloads and I uh, appreciate your feedback and your support. So thank you, thank you, thank you. This is a solo episode from me today and I wanted to just talk about a couple of things that have been going on in the last few weeks. I finally, finally managed to get on an aeroplane and go on a first holiday that I've not been on a plane since 2019. This is a real treat, but anyone that knows me real well, I really suffer with anxiety at airports. It's not so much the flight, I'm kind of okay on that, but the anxiety of being late or being caught in a queue or just the, you name it, the bizarre things have happened to me in the past. So I'm a little bit affected by airport scenarios. And my pledge this year was to be far more relaxed and rational about airports and I felt like I was getting there so I went away to Parma, Mallorca someplace I've never been and I've been to Mallorca a number of times but I wanted to go and see what that city had to offer and wow doesn't it offer so much if you've been you'll know so it was myself and two friends and we were getting a really early flight out on the Thursday from Luton direct into Parma waking up you know the alarm goes at whatever 2am that airport taste in your mouth and you're just thinking oh god this, this holiday mode isn't it I haven't had this in a while but you do it don't you you pack, you pack your last few bits you make sure you've packed your iPhone charger or your phone charger you make sure that all your toiletries are where they're meant to be uh, your makeup and then you're putting makeup on at 2am thinking what am I doing but you kind of well as my mum would say you just never know who might be at the airport so it is quite key. It's quite important. Um, and my friend was picking me up. We had a car arranged, taxi, to take us from around three. So I was to be ready for then. I get a phone call at five past three in the morning and my friend rang me and she'd overslept. For anyone that knows how anxious I get about getting to airports, I remain calm. And she said, oh, I, can't, I don't know what's happened. I can't woke up for my alarms. So she got herself together. I said, don't worry, just get in the car. We'll be fine. My other friend had arrived at this point at Luton Airport saying, loads of time, we're fine, the queues are moving. Because we had luggage to drop in at the airport. Well, it turns out the gate for luggage drop didn't open till four anyway, so we're absolutely fine. Uh, This was a real test to my calmness and I felt like I kept it together. So we got to the airport, we got through security and actually I thought Luton Airport had done really well. It had um, sped through, no issues Then we were into the departure bit. Do you know the one bugbear I have about this is that they don't move you to the gate quick enough. You've got a whole lot of gated departure areas, but they keep you in that holding area. And if you've been to Luton Airport, as much as they've done loads of work to it, there is, it isn't that big. There isn't. Not enough seating, not enough screens is my feedback for anybody listening from Luton Airport. So we're waiting there and then the gate gets announced and I'm literally like, right, let's go. I'm not one of these people that just then thinks, oh, I'm just going to mosey around WH Smith, go and pick up my magazine, go and get a chocolate bar and a water. As soon as I see that gate announced, I'm like a greyhound. I'm gone. Luckily, my friends that were with me kind of knew my temperament of this and uh, we, yeah, we strolled, I'd say sort of a paced stroll to the gate. We get on the plane. Um, 
Yep, we sat on the plane for an hour on the runway. And this at this point reminds me of why at times I don't enjoy traveling. I like getting to the destination, but I would never put me down as a traveler or an explorer at all. And it's ironic because I present a show called um, on Travel.Radio, a weekend breakfast show, but I'm not somebody that is a travel bod. I, I like to do my holidays, if that makes sense. And I like what I like. So I sat on this airport airplane for an hour to be told that it was to do with the cyclist's paperwork that was wrong and that the weight of the plane needed to be adjusted, something like that. Well, you just think at this point, the reason I booked an early flight is because I want to get to the destination and make the most of it. We're literally there for three nights. Let's get going. We land in Palmer and... Yeah, we go all the way through. Palmer Airport's a bit different. You're sort of walking past the gates. It's like departure and arrivals have emerged. I'm sure if you've been there, you know. Uh, Everything's digital now. So passport control, digital. And then we had to get scanned for our vaccine passports and whatnot as we depart Palmer Airport. Our taxi is there waiting for us. And we're straight in, luggage in, and we're in holiday mode onto our hotel. Now, we could have picked a number of hotels in Palmer because it offers so many also comes at different prices. And for us, because we wanted to explore a lot of the city, we went for a Marriott because you know what you're going to get. It does what it says on the tin. It was clean. It was just out of town. It was right near the marina. It was off off the main drag. And it was basically, we were 15 minute walk from anywhere and like a five minute taxi from anywhere. So that worked for us. We could have gone a little bit. We looked initially at Amelia Hotel. Again, you know what you're going to get with them, but we couldn't get a room that accommodated the three of us. So this worked out. Bags are dropped at the Marriott and we're out exploring. And if you're like me, you love to be anywhere near boats, then I'm happy when I just see a marina. I just, I, I light up. It's just brilliant. We then went touring around what the city got to offer. Now the shopping is another level. You've got obviously a Zara. You've obviously got a Mango. But do you know what shop they also had? They've only gone and got a CNA out there. I was buzzing to see that. Took me right back to the 90s, bit of nostalgia. Did we go in it? No. But we did make the most of going in most of the other shops, to be fair. Great restaurants, tapas on tap, anywhere you want to go. A recommendation, I would recommend Koa as a restaurant. Really great service, but there's plenty of places that you could go and explore. Another bar I would recommend is called Abaca. I hope I'm saying it right. But you enter into this really, I don't know, romantic opera music playing. There's fruit everywhere. The waiters are dressed in white bow tie, white shirt. You know, they're just so sophisticated. You only go there for drinks and there's floral flowers everywhere. I mean, how my hay fever didn't kick off, I don't know. But this is a place where until you go there, you can't describe the energy of the place. We loved it so much. We went twice. So Abaka, get that on your list. And Koa, the restaurant, get that on your list. We, while we were there, we did, because we were lucky with 24 degrees weather in early May, we wanted to go to a beach club. And thank goodness to Instagram, because that planned a lot of our locations and trips and places we wanted to go. And my friend Nicola had put a great sort of, not itinerary, but ideas. She'd done her homework, which really led the three days in that we 
knew roughly what we wanted to do and didn't waste time. Nothing worse on a city break when you're on a bit of a clock where you're just, I don't know, where should we go? We didn't book breakfast at all at our hotel. We ate breakfast different places each day. Again, a really lovely way to find other restaurants and other places. And one thing that stood out to us was Um Beach, spelled U-M, Beach. Beach Club. And it's between Palmer and Magaluf, kind of Palmer Nova direction. And it's so lovely. You can get there from 11am and they close at 8pm. It's quite a sophisticated. It's around €150 a head. So three of us played in that. And that then deducts any of your food and drink that you're there for the day. It's not exactly near a beach. You've got a pool there. You've got a lovely restaurant. And there was quite a lot of Hindus. But the atmosphere was brilliant. You got a live DJ. And yeah, I really recommend if you get a booking, because that was the other thing. We really struggled to book it. I had two friends of me that managed to negotiate their their way in. Another really great place was Club Cuba. It's a it, they call themselves a hostel, but it's a really nice hotel. But what it has, does offer for the general public is a rooftop bar. This gives you all the sights pretty much of Palma. Um, we really liked it there. We went there for our first evening. Um, you can see the castle, the cathedral, and yeah, really great sort of just out of the central location of Palma. Another restaurant I would recommend is Flanagan's, which was near more Palma Nova. If you look them up, one of the best paellas, which you can get there. Um, you've got to have a paella when you're in Spain, definitely. Another really great venue was, uh, how do I say it? Club Cuba. It was a hotel, or it actually was a hostel, but it was amazing. It had a rooftop and you could look over the entire city and you could see the cathedral in the distance. And that is definitely worth a look round. We didn't go in and I did see a sightseeing bus, open top and a Segway tour, neither of which did we do because we just like to travel around on our own agenda. But there are those things of actual pure sightseeing that you can do. I just quickly want to talk about something quite different, but it did link to the Palmer trip slightly. I'm a huge fan of the the app Vinted. Have you come across it? Because this is a great way to sell on clothes, shoes, bags, anything like that. And you can sell it on, earn a bit of money, and it's going to somebody else secondhand. And it's just such a simple app to use. I think other apps I've tried in the past, I found them convoluted, difficult, and it's just put me off. This, I put the item of clothing with uh, on the wooden floor, take a snap, upload it, a couple of details, and I've done really well at selling some items. Um, various prices, depending on how often the item's worn, etc. And it gives you a guide price and what they would recommend. Other friends of mine have got into this as well, and they've done some really, like, they've put on some designer items and had a really good profit. And it's helped towards, you know, paying for weddings and that kind of thing. It's a great little pocket money earner because you can bank the money should you want to or let it sit there. And it's like another social network. So people are reviewing you as a seller, as a customer. Now, when we were on the trip, my two friends that I was in Parma, one had a stunning Zara kind of puff sleeve off the shoulder floral number and the other friend really loved it and said where did you get that from Zara now if you know of Zara you've got to be quick if you see it and it's very unlikely you could find it again well that evening this friend hunted vinted and she only went and found this floral puff top and she bought it 
And so she's now got the same one. So it's a really good website to also find some gems of clothing that you may have seen. And you're not going to, you'll pay a fraction of the price uh, unless it's brand new. And that's what I will say. If something's brand new, you will be paying pretty much a, a, a normal price for an item. But yeah, really recommend Vinted. Simple to use, sustainable way of going on with your clothing. So when you're looking at your wardrobe thinking, I hardly ever wear that, or that doesn't fit me anymore, or that's just not my look anymore, why don't you go and create a bit of pocket money for yourself? That is my top tip. that follow me know that I do a variety of different work, different projects, anything from a bit of acting, radio, podcasting and events. One project I worked on recently was for a gifting campaign and it was a short commercial that will be used online. In fact, it's going to be used over in America. I can't say too much of what the product was, but a box that's a gift box with items in that you would give to a loved one or friend to for their birthday or to cheer them up or to just share, share a bit of love really. So I was partnered up with a guy. He was incredibly fit. I'll state that right now. And there was a script, although it wasn't with sound. We just had to act. And I'd met this guy all of 10 seconds because I was slightly late to the shoot due to a confusion of location. And anyway, within the first 10 minutes, the photographer and director said, right, so the script says here that you need to tell Harriet that you love her. Well, we had to run this scene about five times. So I had this stranger tell me he loved me which was great. It was quite a good Monday morning, I have to say. And actually, in response to the uh, that I love you, I had to say thank you, which I actually think is always a bit of a blow because you really, if someone's telling you they love you, you want to hear it back. But no, the script said I had to say thank you. So I went with that. But it got me thinking of times where you accidentally say I love you or someone said I love you. Um, I'm sure I've said it on the phone call to the bank or the doctors before. You know, you hang up, you say, okay, that's great. Yeah, bye. I love you. And you think, whoops. This was obviously planned, but the cringe moment was having to really stare at a stranger and then tell them that. And yeah, I really had to dig deep on the old acting skills there. I put it out on my Instagram following and loads of you came back saying that you've had incidents where you've accidentally told someone I love you. I mean, there's worse things you can hear, right? But it was, albeit a bit cringe. Now, this guy was ever so good looking, but my um, detective MI5 work, he was actually taken. So... Now, if you have any dating tales or funny stories that you'd love to share in This Girl Can Talk, we talk all manner of things, obviously, generally around being 30 and dating. But do you have funny stories? I'd love to hear from you. Email address in the show notes. I could be sharing your tale on the podcast and uh, get following on social media currently on Instagram at this girl can underscore talk. I have set up a TikTok, but you know, I'm feeling quite middle aged and I don't know really where I sit and feel about it. So if anyone's got any tips for TikTok, I'm also open to hearing them. I'll be back next week with another episode joined by a brilliant guest, friend of mine, a work colleague, and we talk about finding love up a mountain. Yeah, this actually happened for this guest. It's a fantastic tale. Uh, I wanted to talk about another side of relationships because we've spoke a lot about dating. But you know, once you date and you want to get hitched, there's a whole other life you're leading and you're paired up and you're partnered up so yeah Sophie joins me next week on This Girl Can Talk and I'm very excited to share this hilarious episode with you so I'll see you then 
In the meantime, all I ask is that you're kind. 